Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is 548, 39 degrees in Anchorage, 44 in Eagle River. The Let me repeat that. 39 in Anchorage, 44, 44, 44 in Eagle River. The Rick Rydell Radio Program takes to the airwaves broadcasting as the last great bastion of common sense thinking. Uh, Let me do the quick introductions around the radio station. That way you'll know who all the players are in the newsroom. Hunting, gathering the news as he and his family have done for eons, the latest and the youngest in the Alaska clan of roadies to use the news as his sustenance. It's Scott Rohde in the newsroom. In master control, making the noises happen when the noises should, the sounds happen when the sound should, and the music happen when the music should. Would you give it up for my personal friend? But our producer is Mr. Mike Ortega. Good morning, Rick. How you doing? Happy Monday, sir. It's Monday. It is Monday. What did you, uh, you get done this weekend? Anything so? Oh, no, no, no. You know, just worked at the commissary pretty much, you know, paper, plastic. Debit, right. You know, Got credit. Going. Yeah. Cash. Who filled in on Friday? Uh, Dan Fagan. How'd that go? Oh, they went fantastic. He's such a wonderful yeah. guy to work with. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you got that going. And everybody everything loved happened. him. He was he's probably one of the most popular guys I've ever worked with. No, I get complaints every time he feels. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, the, the people you, that, that complain to you or, you know, they're just trying to butter you up, that's all. No, it's the hardcore out listeners. <laughs> and, you know, it's not the tertiary listeners, but the hardcore ones, too, yeah. Yeah. Um, well. But anyway, yeah, hey, but you know what? Um, it just shows you the difference between hosts. That's and right. it can be, the world is a rich tapestry. Oh, yeah. It really is. It of many different is. thoughts and ideas. Yes. Yeah. I just happen yeah. to have the ideology that everybody admires. But um, but no, I mean, you, you know, there's there really is um, certain things that a host is not responsible for. Yeah. Um, and there are certain things that are. And those things that a host is responsible for are illustrated very differently when someone fills in. Yeah. Right. So there's there's that. But anyway, and I'm I'm glad to have someone that would will be willing to come up here this early in the morning because for the small amount of money they pay anymore, it really wouldn't be worth it to me. Oh man, it is so cold and dark. You get up at four o'clock in the morning and it's just right. oh man, it's a tough one. It really yeah, is. And I you know, I make, you know, twelve fifty one an hour. I make a lot more being the full-time guy but the part-time the people fill them in they just don't they don't hardly pay so they can't get anybody to come do it anymore they pay them in gift certificates right no they, i think they actually pay cash oh, some okay. to some people all right when i fill in they don't pay me any more money which you know really questions of whether i want to fill in or not uh-huh. um uh for Picaro last time it used to be back in the day Right. Um, if they couldn't find someone else, I would fill in for, for Percaro, and you know I was on salary, and I just I just do it. Right. Today, last time I did it, um, of course after they've cut my pay, things are a little different around here. Took you off salary. Um, 
No, no, it's still, still, still got that twelve fifty one dollar an hour salary. Okay, yeah, gotcha. just, just my hours were cut, right? It's thirty five percent. But, uh, but, but they paid me in gift certificates, so that makes it then questionable if I'll ever fill in again. Sure, I got my yearly right. bonus in gift certificates. I never used them. Did too. you? Yeah, I never used it, so it was like you know, it just never happened. So, so it's as if you never got the bonus. Uh, pretty much. Was it uh, a restaurant gift certificate? Yes. And, you know, it's a place that I kind of wanted to go to, but I just didn't have the time. Yeah. And, well, and the one they gave me um, gift certificates to when I went down there, it was like a 40-minute wait. Yeah, it's downtown. The gift cert- the yeah, restaurant is right. downtown. And it's a wonderful place, but, you know, you got to right. find a place to park, take some time out of your busy date. Like you said, it's usually packed. So Right. Eh. I mean, I'm. I went. You know, I was in Portland over the weekend. You know, yeah. I left his watch for my son's um, um, tournament. By the way, which was awesome. It's good, cool to see. All right, how do uh, you do? I mean, maybe you could talk about it later. Ended, yeah, he, no, he ended up like twentieth out of fifty nine. No, not bad. Yeah, we were but, talking about uh, world class fencers. We're talking about a North America Cup. Cool. A knack is what he competed at. It would be the equivalent of a Div 2. Gotcha. Division 2, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you know, for him, it's more, he just looks for how can he improve his training when he goes to each one of these. Gotcha. Right, and me, I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm ready to cut someone's Achilles heel right before the match. As a good dad should. <laughs> Did anybody right? go out there dressed as Zorro? Yeah, no, nah, they, sh- they they frown on that. And I, oh. I told him a long time ago, I said, why don't you just... When you're when you're a little bit behind, just run really fast and throw your your weapon at him. And there he told you go. me to get disqualified. There's nothing said, like okay, a missile take, weapon. Take a gun out and shoot him in the beginning of the right, right. Because you remember you seen that in um um uh in uh, uh Indiana uh, Jones. Indiana Jones, yeah, right? That's a famous scene. I think it would just it would just shock everybody, and he would intimidate the hell out of everybody had the the fenced against him. Yeah, they they don't Mer- they don't do it on dirt or anything. It's it's on a it's in a gym or something, right? It's it was in the uh, Port Oregon Convention Center, and they okay. do it on metal strips. Oh, gee whiz! Okay, involved, right? Gotcha. Right, but anyway, so that that's how that turned out. We should probably get our commercial break out of the way. Yeah, come back. There's a lot to talk about today, so let's get this done. It's good to be back. We'll uh, put uh, the that behind us. Because uh, I did shower after I got back from Oregon. We'll take this break and we'll be right. It is 5.55. It's uh, 39 degrees in Anchorage, 44 in Ingle River. It's the Rick Rydell radio program. All right, look, here, I'm, I'm going to share I'm gonna share a vulnerability, okay? Um, and what it is is there is a, um, there is a, a fear I have. I fear... I mean, there's, there's, there is. Um, uh, of course, we need to talk about the Dean Westlake issue. Um, the sexual harassment has come to to Alaska, and I, I, between you and me, I think the uh, seven aides coming forth speaking against Dean Westlake um, is merely the tip of the iceberg. Um, if you follow politics at all or even are on semi-inside circles, you know that there's a lot of grab-ass going on in Juneau. I mean, even Ortega knows there's a lot of grab-ass going on in Juneau. Yeah, I've never been to Juneau. But you hear the stories. 
Yeah, I guess so. You, you know, right. people talk. People talk. People talk. And um, and to be honest with you, West Lake was never one I heard come up. I mean, so that what that tells you is there are multiple players down there that are much worse than the allegations against Dean Westlake. Not saying that they're not serious, not saying that all that, but I believe that this is just the beginning. So there's that. Um, there's also uh, a really good piece by Senator Shelley Hughes on, on the budget and the uh, hyperbolic spin that has been put on how much has been cut on the budget. But there's also a really good piece on the natural gas pipeline mirage. But here's my vulnerability. Do I too often go to dispelling the Bravo Sierra around the natural gas pipeline? I just don't, yeah, I, I'm afraid I go there too much because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much the first Local luminary, if you will. I don't want to say celebrity because I don't think I am, but local luminary, I would grant you, that says publicly there will never be a natural gas pipeline built. I'm the one that did the math. I'm the one that broke the thing down and showed how uneconomic it is. And so I'm afraid I go there too much. But uh, at Must Read Alaska, there's a really good piece on just – how ridiculous spending money on this mirage is. So five two two zero six five zero. We'll be right back. Stand by. It is six oh nine. We're back. It's uh, thirty nine degrees in Anchorage, forty four in Eagle River. It's the uh, Rick Rydell Radio Program. So those are the uh, things that are going on, and we've got lots to talk about. And I don't know. Do um um do we Ortega? Join me on the air for a second. Okay. Um, is it cool if I share, um, like the real early workings of a parody song right now? No, go ahead. Okay. This is one I'm working on, right? I'm trying to get it done before the legislature. So let me see if I can turn up some music here. This, you know, the, and, and I, before 630, I'll admit the parody songs, um, that we do here on the radio show. Uh, and again, one week from now, I'm going to play a bunch of them because it's going to be the start of our 17th year but but um i do all those you know other other shows have national services do them the reason mine are all local is because i do them all but this is one i'm working on if i can get it to play here uh, oh i hate it when Jeff, there's an ad Mark. okay uh, I'm, I'm pulling up a karaoke version of the song off of um off of youtube and then i'll just do the uh the parody song in works in in where we are as that okay here we go here we go i don't believe it don't tell me hey ray hey sugar tell them who we are well we're big lawmakers we're the regulators and wisdom pours out our throats that sounds like us we preach about freedom and we preach about truth and then we sell our votes right we take all kind of favors from all our neighbors, but the favors we never choose is a favor that'll get you because it gets your picture on the cover of the Daily News. Daily News. Go and see my picture on the cover. So you get the idea, right? I mean, that's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. 
That's what's the one I'm working on. Just saying. Don't know if it'll be ready for the um, start of the 17th year of broadcasting a week from today, but I'm just working on that one. So, All right, so let's start it off with Ken and then Warren right after that. Ken, good morning, sir. Hey, guy. You know, you, you brought up the thing where you talk about the gas pipeline too much. Well, Do I? I just, it's just a fear I have. Do I? Well, the problem is you got people paid to trying to sell it every day, and, and yeah. you're kind of the only pendulum out there going the other way. And so I, I would I would encourage you to keep it. I know it's a cost of maybe a few listeners because they'll get tired of it, but those guys, do you want them anyway? You know, that would be the question because they're, they're not concerned. But more to the point, I, I read in Well, well, you know, well, well I, I get that, but let me explain. Radio is a numbers game, just like everything. The more I listeners understand. we have, the is, is is more success. Maybe not to belabor the point too much and spend too much time on any day, but, you know, it does tie into, and I'll, if I, I'll call in later this week and find out who wrote it. There's one of the legislators actually talked about expenditures in the budget, and yeah. it is extraordinary how much they did not cut, how much money's being sent to the bush. And I have a small example of that. I was talking to somebody that lives out in the bush, uh, well, out in the bush, they're out in Glen Allen, and they were they were uh, going into town to try to say, you know, the state needs to spend on a fire department here. I love everyone out there, and God bless them. But I don't know how many times I've heard people brag about living paying taxes. Yeah. Well, why would it be up to the whole state of uh, everyone to buy your fire department, have a small tax out there, pay for the dang thing yourself. But see, that's the mindset of a majority of Alaska is the state's there to supply for them when, right. you know, you got the poor people in South Central paying through the bloody nose for every single thing they touch. So, I, you know, and she talks about that. It's a, it's a female, and uh, she talks about that when she goes line item down through the budget of all the expenses going out that way. And all these, yeah. all the representatives that are out from those outlying areas, it's their sole purpose in life to take money home. And that's what's happened down there. And, and, and that's yeah. what, you know, they got the gas line, and you have that combined. It's a disaster. Well, and the fact that they really, and I think Shelley Hughes has a, an opinion piece out right now that um, illustrates they really haven't cut the budget. You know, I mean, bottom line, we have not right-sized this government when we had the chance, and um, I'm afraid if they don't get it done soon, it's not going to happen. Yeah, and and the problem, and the part of the issue is, is they'll they'll sit down there together, and they are all on pins and needles of like, if I touch that, then they'll want to touch this, and then yep. I, I can't go home and have this money cut out among my people, and collectively, they are one giant handout and. You know, the problem is people are used to it. That's the, when the money was flowing out of every seeming orifice <laughs> of the ground around here. They they built right. the state that way, and you got people out there that really think that you know I'm going to live out here and not pay a single bit of, of income or a property tax, but yep. I want somebody to supply us some infrastructure here. That and that, well, that's and, a normal thought of rational and, people. And you can imagine what and, the and, other and the truth is, and the truth is, even Anchorage is guilty to some degree of it. the 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 free ride is over for now, and no one wants to admit it. Well, look at every single major proposition that you heard about in the past 10, 15 years. Well, there's matching funds. Right, <laughs> man, what a yep. moochy way to live, I tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is that, and we've gotten used to it. All right, buddy, appreciate the call. Have a good day. Glad you're back. Uh, stop. Hope the uh, weekend went well for you. Thanks a lot, man.
Take care. All right, take care. All right, let's go to Warren on line one. Hey, Warren, morning, sir. Hey, good morning. Congratulations to your son on the tournament there. Yeah, yeah, he enjoyed participating. Thank you. Well, with the dad sitting up there, he probably knew exactly where you were sitting. <laughs> well, standing right next to you know, the the great thing about fencing tournaments is there ain't a lot of partic- there ain't a lot of witnesses. I mean, it's just pretty much the hardcore people. I'm right by the strip when he was doing it. He could look at me. Yeah. Uh, I was kind of wondering why you said you have a fear. The only thing you did was present some numbers that, you know, support the... Yeah, my fear is that we talk about it. We maybe Do we talk about it too much? Do we talk about the gas line mirage too much? Well, only, only because the other side's trying to sell it as, as the next best thing to apple pie or something, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. And I just wanted to make sure I wasn't too focused on it. You know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. I think that's the biggest uh, boondoggle this state has ever under undertook. Um, but but does the average person realize that? Well, it's, it's a billion dollars gone. Okay. Yeah. Still wasted. Jeez. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> wasted. Yes. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's uh, it it just. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you said that, I thought maybe the ledge somebody on their their uh, team down there was saying, uh, you know, how do we silence Rick or something? <laughs> so. No, no. You know, and, and the first thing is you have to understand, if they made a move to try and silence me, that would be my indication that we need to do it more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, you know, I mean, somebody trying to silence me doesn't intimidate me to stop. That inspires me to do more because I am the freedom of the press and I'm the freedom of the sovereign citizen. Okay. That that was my only fear is why you brought the fear thing up. Yeah. So. No, no. There <laughs> okay, is there is good. no one in the state that can intimidate. There's no one out there that can intimidate me to uh, pull punches. That doesn't happen. <laughs> good. <laughs> Okay. That, that's our Rick. So. Yeah. Yeah. With with the budget, uh, it's nothing but a hundred percent spend. They they took all this money they took from the people and said, "See, we reduced the budget." When they they they, they really didn't at all. And you you had a caller several weeks back that was from the administration. You know, he was their budget mm-hmm. director. And he was saying how all the departments are bare boned, and and I'm saying, yeah, wait a minute, <laughs> yeah, oh my goodness, if it's no. bare boned, there would be no money being spent on this gas line. That would be bare. That would show me it's bare bones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, buddy. I got to run, play some commercial break. Always a pleasure, Warren. As uh, as we get to uh, chat with you almost every day, and. Uh, Glad you're back in state. All right, we'll take this quick break. We'll be right back. The Rick Rydell Radio Program. Stand by.
It is 623, 39 degrees in Anchorage, 44 in Eagle River. It's the uh, Rick Rydell radio program. So um, the, the, the one I was going to talk about on, on Must Read Alaska was really all about the gas pipeline mirage. And I'm starting to see comments on that page that is uh, putting her exposés on this boondoggle um, equating it with what we've done here. And, you know, since we've been, it's been years now that, you know, I broke down the price of the natural gas pipeline and just showed that it was just uneconomic and um, and that this is hyperbole. And I've been, you know, hoping that I wouldn't be the lone man out in the wilderness. And, and on uh, Must Read Alaska, it's really got a nice piece done talking about the um, uh, where is the state going to come up with its $10 billion if you want to get some of the um, the details. And, and also that because of that, um, and I didn't catch this, the AGDC presentation they gave to the legislature has lowered the volumetric flow of natural gas down to 3.5 BCF billion cubic feet a day which makes the numbers even worse when when you plug that into my spreadsheet because you have the same cost with less product, right? And so the cost has to be spread over fewer units than if you had done it the other way. But here's, and then I'll go to uh, Andy right after this, but um, here's what she's got up at mustreadalaska.com if you want to get it. It says, um, Governor Walker is planning on a 2024 start date for shipping gas. Here are 10 points relating to the status today. Number one, no investors. Number two, no funding. Number three, nothing beyond conceptual design. Number four, no significant permits. Number five, no export license. Number six, no right of way through federal, private, or native land. Uh, number seven, the state does not own the land where the LNG terminal would go. Remember, Exxon and those guys all bought it up, and now the state would have to buy it from them. Um, number eight, project has procured no steel or entered into any queue for facil- uh, facilities or pipeline fabrication. Number nine, the project does not have an engineering or construction firm for the gas treatment plant at Prudhoe Bay the pipeline itself, the compressor stations, an LNG plant, or any other component. And number 10, the AGDC, the Alaska Gas Line Development Corporation, does not have significant competent staff with project management experience on similar projects. Hell, if they hired me, it would solve at least part of that problem. Part of it, not all of it. Um, But again... They don't even ask to be on this program when it comes to the natural gas pipeline. Uh, if you want to read more on that, go to mustreadalaska.com. Andy, thank you for the call, and good morning, sir. Yeah, hey, did you ever see Rob Roy uh, where they were doing the fight scene and uh, Liam uh, grabbed the pretty boy's little little ape or whatever that thing was and skewered him with that big old big oh, yeah, ass sword? right. Yeah, the Claymore. Claymore, yeah, there you go. They ought to, they ought to allow that in fencing tournaments. If you can grab the other guys, or whatever, you can you can poke them. You right. Know? But anyhow, yeah, anyway, I like that's a good idea. Cha- yeah, there you go. The challenge is, um, and I think you put it out there. What is the next uh, boondoggle? And let's not talk about the gas pipeline because maybe we're uh, oversaturating the market on that one. 
And, I, you know, what are we doing with these electrical buses now? Now, now, Rick, if, 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 don't you think that what they're going to try to do, if they're going to prove up these electrical buses, are they not going to have to have a new, super fine, $100 million-plus electrical bus depot to make this happen? Don't you think so? Oh, yeah, with charging stations. With charging stations. Now, let's talk about some new land that they're just they're just they're dying to get their hands on. First Tudor of all, road. they gave, they gave away the airport uh, yuppie land over there for bicyclists. Right. They could have put condos out there and made a fortune, but no, they gave it away. They gave it back for nothing, and then right. we come back and then we buy back with money we should have traded for or made money on the airport land. We're buying right. back that midtown land, and you know what's going on here. I'll guarantee to you. Yes, they're going to try to they're going to try to justify electrical buses and a brand new station out there. They're talking about commercial buildings and private property. No, you're yeah, talking. You're to, now. Hang on, hang on, hang on. You're talking about yeah. this this uh, this um, kind of uh, subcurrent to develop that Tudor Road land, right? Exactly. Yeah, the one yes. behind okay. the uh, the what it used to be the Lowe's or anyway. Anyway, over there, right. Uh, right. It was Uncle Ted's library land. It's kind of sitting over there, not doing nothing yep. by the park, Cuddy Park. And uh, I'll guarantee you, they're, they've just already got visions of a big old huge electrical, yuppie uh, electrical bus barn. And then that way, see, that, that Sullivan gets all the drunks away from his uh, bar. He makes more money. Everybody's happy. So anyway, I, that's what I'm thinking is going to be the next boondoggle, if you want to talk about something besides the gas pipeline. Okay? You, know, you, know, you know, and I appreciate that, but I really think that, and, and tell me, you know, I mean, I'm always looking for the motive, right? And, and and first of all, we're not going to do electric buses. We're not going to. I mean, the uh, Trump has taken over. The EPA is changing. You didn't get quite as good a guy as I was, but you still got a decent guy in there because you know I was up for that gig. Um, so the but the EPA is changing. So this whole smart growth thing, which has been driven out of the EPA, and that's the roundabouts, that's the traffic calming, that's the bicycle lanes, that's going to start cutting back. I seriously believe that someone high up in City Hall has an electric vehicle. There's not a convenient charging station. So they came up with this idea to test the city bus, electric bus, so they could have us pay for a charging station, and then the bus won't happen, but some Fonzie down at City Hall will have his charging station paid for by us. Well, there's some tree hugging yuppie. Uh, yeah, driving driving an electrical car, that's fine. But if you know anything about physics or chemistry or anything, every time you change uh, energy, it loses uh, a yep. certain percentage of it. And by yep. the time it gets down to the battery, it's like way bad. But but anyway, either that or somebody's getting paid off for. It. But I was thinking there, you know, how many how many times has the government taken government land and turned it into uh, whatever, except for you know drunk drunk houses or drunk? Maybe they put a drunk hotel yeah. down there. That's what they're going to do. They're going to put a maybe. drunk hotel down there. And then they're going to go ahead and put in some sort of a bus barn. Anyway, I'm thinking there's there's some there's some evil evil motivation going on here. That's all I had. I agree. With you. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Take care. We'll take a quick break. Steve, you're up next. Stand by. It is 6:40. We're back. 39 in Anchorage, 44 in Eagle River. It's the uh, Rick Rydell Radio Program. By the way, one week from today, um, I was going to do kind of a, a special program, and that one week from today special program is. Um, the start of our 17th year of doing this this program. It's not my 17th year in radio. Don't get me wrong. That's that <laughs> that happened decades ago. You know, for for those of you who don't know, 
Uh, and Ortega, you can join me on the air for this really uh, briefly, if you wouldn't mind. Although Ortega and I seem very youthful, mm-hmm. we've actually we are we are we are multi-decade seasoned veterans of broadcasting. We're very old. We both started in in a decade last century that started with a seven. We're very old. That well, I like to think that we're vintage. We're very old. Okay, fine. But anyway, uh, so there, there's that. And, and I will tell you this. There are um, – I don't think there's any anybody on the air today, in Anchorage anyway, maybe in the state of Alaska, on a regular broadcast that actually started in the decade before we did, Ortega. My words. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, you think about that. Because for someone to have started broadcasting in the decade before we did – they would have started in the 60s. Right, they'd probably be dead by now. They'd probably be dead by now, which kind of tells you something about 10 years from now. Nah, we're old. Just saying. But uh, um, So anyway, this program, we will start our 17th year. It'll be the, because um, the anniversary of completing 16 years is this coming Sunday. So Friday will be the last of our six, uh, 15 years, uh, or 16 years, and we'll start year 17. Um, coming up on a week from Monday. So I have some special things, some, uh, you know, probably the one thing that besides the incredibly insightful intellect that I possess, uh, one of the things that sets us aside is the, um, the actual parody songs that, uh, that we do. And, and, you know, and, 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 and and it's, I think it's because of, of all the years spent in broadcasting prior to coming before before I did the talk show, um, there's a lot of radio influence in this where there isn't in others. So, anyway, that's coming up on Monday. Uh, Steve, thank you for the call and the patience, and good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you doing, Rick? I am well, thank you. Good, good. First of all, um, motive. What is the motive for a gas pipeline that we haven't been given the details People are in Texas getting paid, and basically, in Alaska, we don't have the luxury to be able to go ahead with something, the gas line. Well, we don't know who's going to pay for it, where we're going to get the money, who's going to buy it. So, uh, Whose gas are we going to sell? Whose gas are we putting in the gas pipeline? Exactly. Right. And and, and what I call it, and excuse me for my phraseology, you give me the green weenie with no grease. You know what I'm saying? Don't sit up and and, uh, as a governor, it's something you want to do. This is the only state that I know of where you can come up as a politician, as a uh, governor, and basically shove something down my throat. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, in something that isn't even related to the four essential functions of government. But And if you don't follow the four essential uh, things that government should be doing, then basically you're out for yourself because you and your croonies are basically <laughs> – pushing something along in the legislature that if you put it 
to a vote, the people may or may not accept it. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're you're spot on, and uh, glad you called with it. I think there is a um, there is a when you ask about motives. I think what we have is we have multiple motives all converging. We have a, a governor, um, and, and every governor since Knowles has had a plan. For those that remember, Tony Knowles, my way is the highway. Um, and that was because the you know the prices were starting to to go up in natural gas and the supply at current technology was starting to go down. Um, then we had Murkowski. Murkowski actually was there when there was an opportunity. Then towards the end of the Murkowski administration, fracking came on and it changed the world. Um, and then Palin had her Agia Asis thing, and then Parnell had his thing, and then. Um, and now, uh, Walker's got his thing and they're all different and the goalposts keep moving. So the motive is, is multifold. It's, um, for, a, for, for, for Bill Walker, he's got blinders on, you know, and I say that with all due respect because almost everyone has others are doing it for campaign purposes. Um, Keith Meyer the guy who runs AGDC, he's doing it for eight hundred thousand dollars a year. I'd do it too for that matter. Matter of fact, if they would, if they would have been smart years ago, they would have hired me at you know a quarter of that and stuck me somewhere, and I wouldn't be on the radio talking about it. That was their biggest mistake. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. It's the Rick Rydell Radio Program. Stand by. Six fifty-one. We're back. 39 in Anchorage, 44 in Eagle River. It's the Rick Rydell Radio Program. Our phone number, by the way, if you've never called and you don't know what it is, I'm here to help with those kind of things. It's 522-0650. This is simply an ongoing conversation. As as I said, we're going to be starting year 17 next Monday. Um, this has been an ongoing conversation between you and me on the events that affect our daily lives. And I think it has become the go-to place to actually intellectually and in-depth discuss our public business. And I don't think there's any place out there that gives it to you as unvarnished and raw truth as we do here. Paul joins us on line one, and Guillermo turns his radio off. Good morning, Paul. Well, well, good morning, Rick. Uh, moving past the second comment there, um, <laughs> if if I might, the gas line. Let me let me go on the record here. The gas line is never going to go, and Anwar is never going to open. And I, I want to move past that. The thing to watch for. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Or is whether the, the big three producers uh, come up to, into the discussion and what Trump decides to do. That's going to be the moving piece. But you have to watch the gas line because they're going to get the money, and they can't haul the money off with a VW. They need a big truck, and that gas line is a means by which they can steal the money. 
they're going to yeah. do it under projects. Their cover will be projects, projects for, for employment assistance and training and, and engineering and all the whole thing. That's, that's where they're headed. Now, I'd like to give you 10 items, if I might, that, that we should consider talking about. And then maybe somebody else can list 10. There are, there are others besides these, but I just wanted to contribute something, if that's okay. So you, you're suggesting topics? Is that what you're doing? Well, yeah, I mean, your show is important to us, but when I hear things like Dan Fagan on and I get the same old talk and I'm seeing the same people run for office, I'm not going back in this groundhog day now. I, I want to change. I want it now. So the things that I, when I saw heard Dan Fagan was, you know, the only real talk show she put on has been pretty good, I think, is that, that guy by the name of Kurt Heider. He let us all get yeah, on. Yeah, Kurt's, uh, Kurt's, uh, Kurt's a good guy. And, um, and again, I, and, and, and let's not belabor this point. Who fills in for me is not my choice nor my decision. Well, we know that by now, but what we don't, okay. we can't get accountability. It's like the Capitol down there. We, we, everybody, everybody's not them, but we, we can't, we can't pin the ones down who's it is. But the point. Oh, is, I can tell you, was, I can tell you their names, but I can tell you they don't really understand what the show, the station's all about. No, I put a call into him and I documented the call and he hasn't called me back. Your people, the idea. He may not. Be, no, he right. won't probably. But here's the point, Rick. I. I, the guy was fair. He let us all on one after another. He didn't do long dialogues. And, he, and even though he could sense that, that he had a difference of opinion with us, he didn't chastise us. And he was fair. He just seemed like it didn't matter whether it was Paul or who it was. We all got a shot. And I thought that was really nice. And I thought you made a good choice there. Now, can I again, I didn't make the choice. It's not my choice. I like Kurt Heider, but he's not my choice. I didn't. I, it's out of my it's out of my hands. Who fills in? I just, can, I just, can I I just tell them I'm taking the day off is all okay. I do. Okay. Somewhere, and I, that's another thing we need to talk about. But anyway, the point, can I list my 10 items? Can I give you those to? Uh, you're really short on time, so you can get, get as many as, as you can. Sure. Uh, the gas line does have to be uh, ears up on. Move to capital is number one. The PFD, not so much what happened to us, but who did it. We need to give those names up over and over. Recall the public officials. The oil in the pipeline, that's the biggie. You no know, one's staying focused on more oil in that pipeline. New technologies, educational system, uh, the Persian Tourist Public Employee Unions, the Bush cost. They're now moving tons of money into the Bush uh, disguised as infrastructuring up. And the female amount of money spent on the females and their role. Those are my 10 points. And I can go a lot of other places, but I just thought, God, Paul, just be quick about this because you know Rick's going to be upset if you're if you run all over the room. Because Rick gets wins. so upset so often, doesn't he? No, no, no. We just, I'm deserving some of this stuff like wing nut and those things. Those are not, I understand those kind of terms. I've heard terms like that called about you, yes. Yeah, well, you, I've heard, you know, I've heard, well, your buddy Guillermo, and by the way, anytime you and Guillermo want to have a public uh, panel discussion with our guns on the table under camera conditions, just let well, me know. To, and uh, Guillermo, To be honest with you, to be honest with you, here, here, here's the funny thing. I... I have that public discussion every day. Every single day I have that. And so when someone calls and offers me, anytime you want to have a public discussion, you're making that offer on my public forum. I have that every day. You know, and, and, and I think we went through this years ago, Ortega may remember, where someone called up and challenged me to a public debate. And I said, dude, if you didn't realize it, you just had one. And if you're if you're calling wanting to debate me and you want to do it in public, I've got a radio program. You're not offering me anything, right? I mean, just let's just let's just call a spade a spade here. 
You want what I have. And I have that outlet every day. So, but thank you. Um, all right. And um, thank you for offering 10 topics, of which we're probably covering three today. Richard, hang on. We'll get to you right after the break. Then the rest of our lines are open. It's 5220650. This is the Rick Rydell Radio Program, and we'll be right back. It is 710. It's 39 in Anchorage, 44 in Eagle River. When when you realize that all of the policies and actions of which we speak have ramifications on your pocketbook in one way or another or on your rights, all of a sudden I think it becomes a little more important what we do every day. What, what we have, you know, you and I, what we have the hard time doing is getting the under-informed to understand why what we're talking about is important to them. There's a there's a, a leap you have to make, and that's not really really a leap. You've got to make a step, and I think it, it's the step into being an awake citizen, understanding that this is your one life, and these people are messing with it, and messing with it in ways that benefit them and not you. And once you get to that point, then all of a sudden, I think, and, you know, and, and we've had a lot of people call up and even admit this, that until they retire, they don't have time. Well, they do have time. They just need to start listening in the morning on the way to work. They just need to start listening in the morning as we do the program as kind of, uh, the, you know, the transition between getting up and then getting to work and really, you can get enough of it here to understand, at least have a, a, a semi-decent grasp on what's going on. And it starts, I think, with the foundation of you know the stuff we talk about all the time, is that there are four essential functions to government. Um, there are 18 enumerated powers in the Constitution. It is supposed to be self-governance, and there is a very limited role of what they all should be doing, yet they exceed that constantly. And when they exceed that, they step into a realm in which they don't belong, or they step on your rights, or they steal your property. That's what we talk about every day. Richard, as he has been for, you've been uh, calling in for a long time, Richard, but thank you. Oh, sir. yeah, for a couple of three weeks. Yeah, right. We have a we have an opportunity here since you kind of started this idea. You know, I think we need to uh, have the Yetabi Coalition. Oh yeah. You know, and and we should have a gathering of the Yetabees here in Anchorage and throughout the state, and create this coalition that's going to be in Juneau called the Yetabi Coalition. I and can gonna- see, you know. I can see now legislators, and not even really saying anything, but just have a button that says "yet to be" <laughs> and on their lapel. We got a we got a bumper sticker that says "We have magic gas." <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Get your graphic artist uh, team on on board. Right. And we'll create the logo. And, and I like your lapel button idea. That's even better. That's just enough. Well, of a little statement that says yet to be. Yeah, and, and you know because we had the you know I mean they joked about the corrupt bastards club the CB, CBC. Yeah, and they had little hats and they had all, just a little lapel button that says yet to be. And we we would all know what it means. 
That's right. And and then another one that says we have magic gas. We have magic gas for the bumper sticker, right? Yes. No, I like this idea. I think well, that's, let's, yeah. Well, let's uh, get our graphic artist team on board and see if we can't come up with something. Yeah, well, I, you know, I, I know somebody, uh, somebody's somebody got a button machine down in Juno, and they can do this. That's a great idea, Richard. I like that one. That's Run great. with it. I like that. All right, buddy. Appreciate it. Have a great yeah. day. Take care. All right, so 5220650. The, the important thing, I think, would be when it's politically possible, more legislators will publicly come out and say that there will never be a natural gas pipeline built in our lifetime. The economics are not there. That's why we passed the Stranded Gas Development Act. That's why every governor that comes in has to pass a new law. Um, you know, and it's funny because they didn't need to pass any laws to build taps. Why? Because they didn't build it. You know, right now, all you have is the government of the state of Alaska trying to cut a deal with the government of China um, for an infrastructure project that would be filled with someone else's gas. I was doing a spreadsheet last night. And I know it goes well beyond my saying that I'll, you know, have to prep for two, three minutes to do the program. But I was working on a spreadsheet last night with AGDC, the Alaska Gas Line Development Corporation. They laid out some numbers, and 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 again, I think they're um, they're they're posted in in many different sources. Um, but what they said was that the cost of of um, the cost of delivering the liquefied natural gas to the mythical yet to be determined customers in in Asia um, is eight dollars, and the transportation of that is seven dollars, six dollars and twenty cents from the moment they get it into the pipeline, uh, eighty cents water transportation for a grand total of $7, and they're going to sell gas for $8, which means that um, that uh, they're going to tell the producers that they're going to get a dollar at the wellhead for natural gas. Well, if it's a dollar per million BTU or unit of natural gas, the royalty and the tax has to come out of that dollar. So every unit of natural gas, we're going to get 12 and a half cents as the state for the royalty, a quarter of which will go into the permanent fund. And then whatever the tax is on top of that, it's got to be um, taken out of that dollar. So take away the royalty alone. Now you're talking 87 and a half cents is what the producers are getting for the natural gas. You put a tax on top of that, and we do have a production tax. Let's say it was 20%. Um, now you're talking 20% of, of, so you're talking, what, another 16 cents on top of that. So we're talking about, what, 61 cents is what the producers are going to actually get for each million BTU, each unit of natural gas, and we can then extrapolate exactly how much we're going to get. When it comes to royalty alone, and I don't have my spreadsheet in front of me, and there's some math I can't do in my head, um, if you take a 
uh, BCF, billion cubic feet a day, divide it by a 1,000, that will give you the number of units you're going to get, and you figure you're going to get 12.5 cents for every unit, and that's the net back to the state. 718, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Stand by. It is 722. It's uh, 39 in Anchorage, 44 in Eagle River. All right, during the break, I, I did some math. Yeah, I know the bureau, bureaucrats hate it when I start doing math, but um, using their numbers, 3.5 billion cubic feet a day, what that ends up giving you is um, 3.5 million units of natural gas per day. Um, you subtract 10% for the liquefaction and shipping loss, um, and what that gives you a year is 1,277,500 units of natural gas um, sold per year, which gives you a grand total, when you talk about the royalties, of $159.5 million. That's all the royalty that uh, this project would bring up at a dollar net back. Now, if you take away the um 12 and a half percent that has to go into the uh, uh the dividends i'm sorry hang on let me do that eight seven five um after what's put into the permanent fund that really gives the state um 139 million dollars that's what they get every year if this thing was um, actually feasible and, and if it actually went forward, which means that we would have to operate it for the next six and a half years just to recoup the money we've lost on it already. Uh, Senator Shelley Hughes, of whom I was speaking earlier with her nice piece on the budget, joins us on line one. Hey, Shelley. Hey, good morning, Rick. Uh, well, you can put me on the, the list of those legislators coming forward. Um, I have a tremendous healthy skepticism about the gas line and you know that if the chinese are 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 going to be on the end of um investing and building it they're going to want like you know the price to be as low as possible which is 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 a bad deal even if it penciled out like you said and you just ran the numbers and i just want to go on record with that and i also would like to pivot to another subject really briefly yes please do um along with uh, governor walker uh, promoting a, a gas line to nowhere, um, I want your listeners to be prepared and not to be surprised or fooled this week when he rolls out his budget if the PFD, the full amount, is in there. Now, I, yeah. I don't know if it actually will be, but I've been talking to people for a couple of weeks and just warning them because I know that conversation is happening and has been happening in the governor's office. He's got uh, his staff. He's got staff that are political strategists, as you know, and I'm sure they know that he's in a, in a bad way with the people, and if he's looking at that 2018 election, I just think that if they don't actually do it, they're considering it, and I right. just don't want people to be fooled by that, so I um, want to get out in right. front of that so, so people won't be all of a sudden enamored that um, Walker's seen the light. Right. Well, and also, I want I want to direct people to the um, the opinion piece you have in the paper, because I think there's some very very um, very very realistic, but hard to swallow numbers. But it is truly what's going on. It is, and you know, I I 
that it's kind of funny that it, I would uh, say it's Providence that it came out re- when it did, because I gathered that information in July, right after we passed the budget. It was a series of emails to legislative finance. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, I wasn't able to run all the numbers and get to where I did an article because, as you know, in July, I got that um, breast cancer diagnosis. Because you so kicked was, the cancer's ass. That's what you did. Yeah, and that's what I was busy doing. So it was actually last week I sat down because I'm writing a year-end newsletter to my district, mm. and I started putting the numbers together, and I started writing that article for my newsletter. And I thought, you know what? Everybody in the state needs to hear this. And so, yeah. um, it- With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It, it, it's written, if you haven't read it, the folks listening, it's very easy to read. It's, you know, it's not complicated. Yes, it has some numbers in it. But I tried to really be as concise as possible so people know the truth about the governor's 44% cut claim and then his more recent 27% cut claim to the operating budget. Um, yeah. Very, very misleading, very disingenuous. And the actual, <laughs> the actual reduction of what we think of operate, uh, to the operating budget is only, well, it's 2.9% to the overall state and uh, operating and capital budget and a 3.4% right. cut just if you look at the operating budget because he's right. claiming everybody's cut to the PFD as a cut to the operating budget. He's claiming the money that they did not give up on the North Slope, the small companies, um, the tax, oil tax credits owed. He's considering that a cut to the operating budget. That's $1.1 billion between right. those two items that he is claiming is a cut to the operating budget. and. That's not what I think of the operating budget. Right. I don't think most Alaskans do either. Yeah, when, then, when you when and, you re, when, well, say when you realize that the biggest things he's claiming is a cut was when he didn't give you your full PFD and he didn't pay the bills that the state owes. It really puts a different light on it. Absolutely. And then if you look at what's remaining, which is just under eight hundred million, you, you think, well, maybe eight hundred million dollar cut. But when you drill down in that. That is in that one category, the unrestricted general refund fund, which is where we have the shortfall and where the oil revenue that fills that. But that was offset by increases in other categories of funding to the tune of, of close to five hundred million. So basically overall the whole cut over three years, this isn't one year, this is over three right. years, only three hundred and forty million. And yeah. um and that's where I came up with the two point nine percent of the overall right. budget and 3.4% of the operating budget. It's, it is an eye-opener for sure. It is. It is. Great article. Glad you called with it. And thanks for getting ahead of this uh, uh, full dividend as some sort of epiphany when we all know it's a campaign uh, campaign ploy. Yeah, the permanent fund uh, earnings, are, things are going really well. I, I, I haven't looked uh, here in a, in a week, but I know that it was earning between 12 and 13%. So. Things are buzzing along, and um, I can just see them possibly do that. So I, I just don't don't want right. Alaskans to be duped. 
Well, and I've got to say, if our permanent fund investors are only getting 12%, 13%, maybe, maybe you and I should go run that because I'm getting <laughs> a hell of a lot better on my 401k right now. Anyway, yeah, thank sure. you, Shelley. Thank you. All right, take care. Uh, Senator Shelley Hughes, and if you can get an opportunity to see that article, I'll, I'll cherry-pick some of the stuff coming out of it, but it's called, Have We Cut the State Budget Enough? Must Alaskans Pony Up? No, and it's by uh, Senator Shelley Hughes. It's in the paper right now. Take this break. All of our lines are open, so if you were getting a busy signal earlier or you couldn't get through, here's your chance. I'm going to go get another cup of coffee. Meet you back here in a few minutes. We'll be right back. It is 739. We're back. It's 39 degrees in Anchorage, 44 in Eagle River. It's the uh, Rick Rydell Radio Program. Our lines are open, by the way, at 522-0650. Here's uh, uh, kind of a recap of what uh, Senator Hughes was talking about, if you pull up her article, which is in the Anchorage Daily News, and isn't it nice to be able to say that again? I mean, not that it really ever wasn't a super liberal rag uh, back when it was a McClatchy, um, but I think it's an illustration of, of what I often say, and I guess as I've, I've matured, have gotten to say even more, is be careful about bitching about what you have, because if you do enough, you may end up getting something worse. And we did, you know, when we went from the Anchorage Daily News, which was a liberal bent uh, paper, um, to the Alaska Dispatch News. My God, it took a a strange left turn. Thank God that's over. And and I'm hoping for some more credibility to our record of note. Um, Not not that I hope it's going to, and I don't think it's going to go ultra right wing. I think it's going to be right down the middle. I think we're still going to see... Um, some global warming uh, advocacy. I think we're still going to see some liberal comments. Uh, there's still some naivete, um, but it's 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 still a much improved uh, product. So, uh, but here are the numbers in of of which she spoke. It says, um, and, and like I said, you can pull this up in the paper right now. Um, what most of us care about year after year is the operating budget. And that is the budget it takes to operate the state, right? It's not the capital budget. And I know you understand this, but we have to explain this for the, the uninformed listeners who are tuning in to try and make sense. You have two sides. You have the operating budget and you have the capital budget. You've got the unrestricted general fund. You've got the restricted general fund. But the, the part you need to really be concerned with here is the operating budget, the total annual cost of the operations of all the departments. She says, perhaps you've heard another claim of the governor, and that is, quote, total state spending on the operating budget has been cut $1.9 billion since fiscal year 2015, a 27% decrease in three years. Says Senator Hughes, let's look at this closely, because 27% sounds like a lot. Yeah, it's almost as much as my salary was cut. Almost, not quite. Um, what makes up that $1.9 billion in cuts, that 27%? Operational dollars to programs to the departments, says Senator Hughes. According to legislative finance, $582 million out of the $1.9 billion claimed to be cut is due to the reduced dividend in your your dividend last year. So when he cut, 
part of that cut he's talking about is $582 million that didn't go into our collective pockets that didn't then go into retail, which means there's probably a couple of retail stores that went out of business that could be directly attributed to that so-called cut. Another $508.6 million is due to not paying the tax credits that we owe, that we legally owe and we're going to have to pay sooner or later anyway. The incentive for companies to come up and drill for oil that now is no longer an incentive because we don't pay it. $508.6 million was him not paying our bills. $582 million was him not giving you your full dividend or the legislature not giving you your full dividend, whichever one you want to talk about. I do think it's kind of funny that um, this second time the dividend was reduced, it really was the legislature, but when people vent about it, they blame the governor. And so that's something they are going to have to, uh, if, if, if there was one piece of advice that I, the resident expert on campaigns, could give the campaign team of uh, Governor Walker is that's a hurdle you're going to have to overcome. That's a big one. That one, uh, and then the return of fish this last year, when when all the fish were given away to the commercial fishing industry and the rivers really didn't get. Well, the rivers might have got might have got their spawning goals, but the truth is, we the uh, the users of the resource were ripped off for the benefit of commercial fishing. Those are the two things that I think are going to be the biggest struggles for the Walker campaign to overcome if he's going to get a second term. And I'm not saying that he won't. I know a lot of people are just uh, saying, oh, there's absolutely no way. Well, this is politics. And, you know, prior to the primary um, three years ago, there was no way there would ever be a thing called a unity ticket where an independent would run with a Democrat, but yet they turn around and did it, um, and and now this is why we have the administration that we do. So those are the two biggest things in the uh, when he talks about the cuts to government. What really have we done for the state of Alaska? I mean, there are every day in the paper there are stories of businesses that have to cut twenty percent of their workforce. The private sector has lost thousands of jobs, thousands of jobs. We see that the school district in the uh, city of Anchorage has lost thousands of students, but yet our government really hasn't reduced its spending hardly at all. Larry, on line one, thank you for the call. Good morning, sir. Hey, Rick, real quick. Um, I do know of one business that went out of business, an ATV yeah. motorcycle business. Uh, but real quick, what you're saying is uh, he's claiming $1.2 billion in savings, right? Or one one, one point, $1.9 billion in cuts. And of that $1.9 billion, a billion of it, half of that billion is from not paying the oil companies what we're going to have to pay. And the other $500 million, the other half a billion, is from the dividends he took? Yep. Yep, that's what I'm saying. Unbelievable. Thank you, Rick. Have a good day. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. No, it's shocking. I mean, and, and I'm, I'm really grateful that uh, 
Senator Hughes went and pulled these numbers out and, and illustrated that. Because when you hear someone, and you'll hear him going into this campaign, we've cut 27% of the operating, but we've cut 27%. Well, what he cut was your dividend now in the legislature and didn't pay the bills that we owe. Remember what these incentives were. We offered this incentive. Now, when we have tax breaks like that, I know the liberals want to say, oh, you're favoring companies. No, we're buying something. We're buying something by offering this as part of a financial package. And the industry responded. And they said, oh, okay, well, there's uh, tax breaks. If we go do what the state wants us to do, um, let's go do that. And we went and did it, and then we don't pay? Where's the trust? If you were if you were going to go to the store and they said, hey, come buy 10 pounds of king crab, and if you buy 10 pounds of king crab at um, $400, now, yeah, at $400, 40 cents a pound, or $40 a pound, if you buy 10 pounds of king crab at $40 a pound or $400, we're going to give you a rebate of $200 after that purchase. And you go and you buy that crab. And then you turn around and you go get in line for your rebate, and they go, uh, yeah, we're not paying that. Are you going to go back to that store? Are you going to ever believe anything they say again in their advertisements? Probably not. We'll take a break. I've got uh, Gary and Pat after this. The Rick Rydell Radio Program. Stand by. It is 7.53. We're into the final death throes of the broadcast. It's 5220650, and Gary joins us on line one. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Rick. Uh, you left something out about Walker. Yeah. Didn't I, didn't I read in the paper we're going to meet uh, the highest crime year ever, 2016, for our murder rate? Well, we beat it. We are new. We have a new record in Anchorage this year. Oh, man. I, I remember calling you in the early 2000s there, and I read in this almanac that, <clears throat> and it was about the world. It was a world almanac. And they described Anchorage, Alaska, as one of the most dangerous cities in the world. Right. So we've been on that for a long time. And it seems like uh, our politicians don't take any regard to that, the public safety. And I believe that Walker has decimated our public safety. Yeah, he and uh, I think uh, Ethan are both going to be facing that. Right. And, and and so when you look at the way they're taxing and what they're using that tax money for, it's for um, things that are not important to a successful society. Yeah. And, and in fact, those things they choose to spend the money on is uh, degradation of our society. Well, I, I think so, because instead of instead of um, making it a safer society, what we're doing in, in our municipality is we are being enablers of chronic inebriates. Creating the crime, creating the murder, creating... It doesn't matter if it's chronic inebriates, it's also chronic... Uh, crime. Addictive personalities, like yeah. the... the you know, the opiate problem and stuff like that. They, they coddle it instead of trying to put an expectation of this is not going to happen in our community. 
Yeah. Well, it's it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. You know, to be like you and I, it's hard to not coddle. I know. That's. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't do it because the second you start coddling, it gets worse. Yeah, it does. But for Walker, I believe the, all those things you said that he took money from <clears throat> and put it, I mean, including public safety, yeah. and put it into something that will never work is not the position of our government. No. Our, our government no. is not to build a resource. Our government mm. is to make a resource available. To encourage it. Yeah. Right. Available to the private sector so they can take the risk, not yes. the government. Yeah, and if so, we can get that into the minds of the uh, under-informed, I think they'll, it starts to wake them up a little bit. You notice that all these politicians, like Dick Cranny and them, uh, I, I don't know if they had any business experience to make ends meet. It doesn't appear that they have those qualifications. They right. live in a fantasy world of, I need to get more money off hardworking people so I can create. So I can do what I want to do, right? Exactly. And yeah. I think that we're in serious, we have a serious We are. Yeah. yeah. All right, buddy, that's my end music. Always a pleasure. Thank you for the phone call. Uh, to Pat and to Carl and the rest of you who didn't get on the air, I apologize. We ran out of time, as we do every day. And, uh, and with this shortened time, um, man, we've almost been doing this a year now. We need to adjust to it. So, um, our Rush Limbaugh is coming up next. And then you've got to Hannity. It's live all day, except for that little bit of recorded me in the middle of the day. And then it's back to live Picaro at three. We'll be back tomorrow morning for the Tuesday edition about 540. It's been the Rick Rydell radio program. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. Thanks for watching. I apologize for the actions of my representative, Jason Gren. Have a good night. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.